Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Okay, again, thank you. Peace and love. Peace and love. This is Queen of Fee, the founder of Domestic Balance Wears Mini Tag Organization. I am here tonight on the Brokenness to Boldness talk show, a marathon of survival stories. Tonight we're going to be tapping into um, some very fine guests that have opted to come on and share their stories with us. Tonight we have um, Sister Wyoming Paris who's coming on tonight. We also have Purify Love who's going to be on the show with us tonight. We are just excited about our guests. To all of our followers, faithful listeners of the Brokenness of Bonus, the Brokenness of Bonus show, thank you for chiming in tonight. And all of our new listeners, we are definitely glad to have you in the in, on the show with us tonight. As again, we have something exciting. So, as I was talking before I started recording, I was talking about the many tags that domestic violence wears. So, we're talking about verbal abuse being the number one destroyer of all relationships. We're talking about emotional abuse. We're talking about um, sexual abuse. We're talking about financial abuse, okay? And we also talk about physical abuse. And everybody in America identifies with physical abuse because in America, murder is the highest crime. So if you're assaulting somebody else, it can lead to murder. And America cannot have that, okay? They got to put a stop to that. So... You can get help for physical abuse. You can call the police, you know, a lot of times hotlines, everybody will get you assistance for that. But you cannot call for verbal abuse. You can't call for emotional abuse. And if you wait too late on sexual abuse, you're not going to get no help. Financial abuse, you really can't call for that either. Now, if you think about sexual abuse, because April is, guess, guess what, sexual Balance Awareness Month, Sexual Abuse Awareness Month is April, and that's what we're going to be talking about here tonight, too. We're going to be talking about a lot of sexual abuse. But what happened to the Bill Cosby cases where the sisters was coming out and saying that Bill Cosby was, you know, drugging them, and then, you know, they're waking up with no clothes and stuff on them? What happened to those cases? Do we hear any of this now? I haven't heard anything lately, and I've been waiting for it to come up. Because I think it's too old. You, if you're going to report a sexual, sexual assault case, sexual molestation, or rape, you have to do it ASAP, ASAP, ASAP. You cannot wait for that. That rape kit needs to get done right away. Um, you know, things need to be said right away. Don't pursue um, or wait too late on a sexual abuse case. And I, and I, and I know that it can be hard to you know, identify with that, and, and, and people are, victims are in shock. They can't believe that it's happening. You know, they don't know which way to turn, you know, and then the abuser may be saying, I'll kill you if you tell somebody, you know, but don't wait too late to 
to report your cases of sexual abuse. Don't wait too late to do that, okay? That's going to be very important when we talk about the sexual abuse tag. We have got to report those. We have got to report that right away, okay? Um, now, there is um, physical, there's emotional abuse, okay, where victims are being emotionally damaged. And domestic violence wears many tags is advocating for this because we're saying that emotional abuse is one of the top forms. You know, it's one of, it's one of those it's one of those very prevalent ones, but it's one of the ones that a lot of times victims don't identify with the seriousness of it until after they've gotten out the relationship. Some may identify with it after they've gotten out the relationship, then they see that they're still not doing well just because they left that relationship. That's why we, you know, advocate for you to get professional help you know, um, seek some counseling after you've gotten out of, the, of a domestic violence relationship because it can be detrimental to your health, to your well-being. So you certainly want to make sure that you get counseling for that. Verbal abuse, the same thing. Those words that the abuser is telling you is setting into your bones now, you know, and, and, and it's where you can't think straight. Is where you you're up and you're down. Your feelings are in and out. You're emotional behind it. You having nightmares behind. PTSD starts to show up. Depression starts to show up. There's even bipolar that can show up from this, from being in abusive relationships. Okay. Now let's talk about the children that that are in these abusive relationships with moms and dads and teens. Our teens are having children, having them in these abusive relationships. Okay. Now. What happens to the child that is living in living in this household, okay, with the victim who's going through 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 the abusive relationship? It may be with the children's father, and it may not be, but they're in a relationship. Now, keep in mind, we said the relationships can look like same sex. The relationships can be heterosexual relationships, okay. And we have children that are seeing this, that are living there with you while you're going through the through the abusive situation. What what do you think the children the children are not not only witnesses, but they're victims of domestic violence. They are they become victims. So the longer their victims stay in an abusive relationship, the more it takes a toll on the children. It takes a, a real serious, and I cannot stress to you enough, it takes a real serious constraint on the children. The children go to school and be worried about if you're going to be alive or not when they get home from school. See, so put your mind, put yourself in the shoes of the children as the victim. Think about your children that are experiencing this along your side as you're in the abusive relationship. Now, I know it's hard for us to pick up and leave, and it can be very dangerous to pick up and leave, okay? Um, that's why domestic violence with as many tags organization does not tell the victim, just leave, let me hurry up and devise a plan, get you out of that relationship, and all, because I'm going to tell you something, the abuser will shut all of that down and then kill the victim and maybe kill the children too and then kill themselves. See, so we got to be very careful when we're coaching victims to leave abusive relationships, okay? 
We want to do it in secret. We want to help the victim build up carriage to be able to walk away and never return to another domestic violence relationship. How do we do that, Queen? By educating them, educating them on the many tags of domestic violence. What did we say those tags were? Verbal abuse being number one, emotional abuse following right up, physical abuse, sexual abuse, and financial abuse. The victim sometimes cannot just pick up and leave because they don't have the funds. The, the abuser is controlling every single cent that this victim is spending. You see, so you gotta you gotta formulate ways that you can securely leave with that with not changing anything. See, you can't change nothing when you're trying to leave a relationship. Everything gotta still appear the same for the abuser. Okay. Because you don't want to get a, the abuser no inkling that you're planning to leave the relationship, all right? And a lot of times you can't go to your mother's house, you can't go to auntie's house, can't go to your daddy's house, you can't do because the abuser know to come there. You got to really strategically plan where can you go to get out this relationship. Now, there's been many victims that just, you know, packed up and left. And in that case, I say, you know your abuser better than I do. You know if you could just pick up and leave and the abuser's not going to come looking for you. But that does not happen with a lot of cases, okay? Now, remember, the abuser could be a woman, man, teen, boys and girls, grandma, grandpa. The abuser don't have no profile, okay? The abuser could be a doctor, a police officer, a judge. Um, a person just standing at the gas station bumming money, the abuser could be me, queen of feet. You know, I tell you guys all the time, I was an abuser. The abuser can look like me and be just as nice and kind. We'll do whatever we need to do to critique our behavior to get the next victim. All right? Now, you hearing this from queen of feet because I am, I was an ex, however you want to put it, abuser. Okay? So I'm trying to give you some real good information here tonight to pass along to the community. There's not a lot of organizations that are talking about the abuser side, but we talk about the abuser side because that's how we're going to end domestic violence. We got to educate victims and abusers. We got to put that behavior out there. We got to let it be known. That's why my story is so unique because I'm a victim as well as an abuser. So I can talk from it from both sides. Now, what I want you to understand is this. The, the behavior don't change. The victim behavior don't change. The abuser's behavior don't change. You know who changes? People do. We do. Now victims are becoming more younger. Now abusers are becoming young girls. Now young girls are becoming these abusers and, like, getting off the bus, beating up their boyfriend. You know, they pull me over at the schools all the time and say, Queen, I, I beat up my boyfriend. He just, he just makes me so upset. I, I smacked him. I punched him. I kicked him. Now, these are what the teen girls are sharing with me. To me, it's appearing that the teen girls are becoming much more aggressive um, from what I'm seeing. And I'm out there at the schools. I'm talking to them. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm with them right there where they at. And I can identify with them as being an abuser, female woman, being a teen abuser. I can identify with them and what they're going through. Um, so if you can identify with, you know, be transparent with the community that you're working with as advocates too, 
be transparent with them and share with them what your story is. You know, share with them your advocacy, whatever that might be, as it pertains to um, domestic violence. And if you, you know, you know, if you're working out there in the community with students, or if you have mentor groups and stuff, you want to bring in people that can be really transparent with them and really answer their questions from um, a no sugarcoat standpoint. Okay. Because this is a generation where we're having to be very honest with them, and we're also having to present a lot of facts to them. Okay, so just be open-minded when we're talking about dealing with the teen community. I'm so grateful again tonight, as you as we have it. We have guess what? Wyoming Paris on the call tonight with us. She's going to be our guest coming up in just a couple of minutes to talk with us about the play that she's doing, and Lord knows, I know y'all want to see this play on domestic violence, okay? Um, I want to just tap into her bio very quickly. She should be here with us, um, but she reached out to me last year some time ago and, you know, talked to me about her wanting to do this play, and, I, you know, I said, roll with it. I'm encouraged that we have um, some people who want to tell their story through a creative standpoint, through play, through singing, books. I'm all for it. As long as we get the stories of women, men, and teens, boys, and girls out there so that we can help other current victims and abusers that are going through or that are in, you know, some abusive relationships and or maybe abuse again, maybe taking place on your job. It may be happening in your spiritual location. You know, just having the advocacy and knowing that it's somebody out there that can identify with maybe some pieces of your story or where you are, where you've been through, you know, seeing that you're not alone can really help you, encourage you, inspire you, and want you to make change for your own self, okay? And that's what our sister is doing. She's she's put together this wonderful play, stage play, titled Ben Sings My Soul. It's a musical. And I want to hear her sing. I want to hear some of the cast members sing for me tonight. But I don't think we're going to be able to do all that. <laughs> I wish we was able to do all that, but we might not be able to do all that tonight. But she got the play coming up on May the 2nd at the Arc Theater, okay, 1901 Mississippi Avenue. She has one show starting at 3 p.m., and then another show is going to start at 8 p.m., okay? The general admission is $35, but I think she's going to talk more about, you know, having some group specials and things like that. And tonight we're going to pick a winner um, and hopefully give away um, give a, give away a pair of tickets to somebody, some beautiful listener tonight at a broken as the bonus talk show may walk away with two tickets to the play, okay? But you're going to need to be in the DMV area. All right. So tell the truth about it. If you get picked, tell the truth about it. Say, Queen, I am in the DMV area. <laughs> I can't get the ticket, okay? Uh, and I will gladly, uh, or we will gladly get the tickets. Maybe you could go to the, go to the, um, and she'll tell us about that too. But you could probably go to the theater and do like a wheel call or something. Get your tickets when you show up there. Um, so she's going to come on tonight talking about the abuse that, you know, women and men face, 
you know, and in fighting for their lives. You know, the journeys and situations of being threatened and robbed and, you know, just emotional abuse, the verbal abuse that we talked about, the financial abuse, the physical abuse, the sexual abuse that women and men face dealing with a domestic violence relationship, you know, and having this stage play come on. We have Roz White. I'm not sure if anybody's familiar with Roz White, but she's um, in the play tonight, and we also have... um, our brother from Full Force, Paul Anthony, who's going to be a part of the play as well. Remember, remember the group Full Force? I know y'all remember Full Force. <laughs> remember the buff guy with the bald head? Yeah. He might join us tonight on the show, which is going to be excellent, because I just wanted to always hug him from the group, okay? Paul Anthony. Hopefully we'll get to hear some of his um story tonight. You know, why he felt like it was it was it was meant for him to be a part of this play, okay? So I'm going to tap out there and see if our sister Wyoming Paris is on a call with us tonight. I think she might be calling from Maryland. Let me see. I don't know. You know how I go. You know how Queen is. <laughs> Sis, are you on a call with us tonight? Wyoming Paris, are you there? Sis, are you on the call with us tonight? Is any of the cast members on the call? Okay, I guess she's not here right now. She she should have been here by now. Okay. Um. Wyoming, Wyoming Paris, you on the call tonight? I'm looking for you. Queen? Is Wyoming Paris on the call? She's not here yet. Okay. Um, well, she should be showing up any minute now, okay, to talk to us about the play. If not, we're going to have to move forward because, you know, we got our girl Purify Love coming up. And, um, you know, we definitely got to hear her story tonight. Her story is just amazing. You guys are, are just going to be floored at the work she's doing through her story, through her brokenness and boldness, you know, um, and hearing from her tonight. Again, if you want to text your calls to 202, I'm sorry, text your calls. Lord, listen to me. Text your questions <laughs> to 202-821-8933. Or you can text your comments to us tonight, okay, on the show. And um, this is really not a talking show. This is a listening show for us to hear you know, the brokenness, the boldness that our sisters and brothers um, need to be inspired to leave, to leave, to build up the courage to leave the relationship. Now, don't don't get it twisted. Queen not saying go run to your abuser and say, I'm leaving you because that can get you killed. So I'm definitely not going to tell you to do that. What I am going to tell you to do is get educated. Get educated on domestic violence and the many tags that it wears, not just physical abuse. Get educated on verbal abuse and what it is doing to you, how it's destroying your inner soul. Get educated on emotional abuse and how you feel like you backed up in a corner and can't take it no more. Walking around on eggshells, telling your children at two or three years, shh, shh, be quiet, be quiet, we can't talk because the abuser got to sleep. Come on now, these are two and three-year-olds. This is what they do. They play and have fun. You know, let's tap into what's really going on. Be be transparent with yourself 
and getting educated on the many tapes. And go if you are a family member or a friend and you know somebody that's going through, you can still get educated on it and be able to present your victim or present that victim with facts about what's happening to them as it pertains to the verbal abuse, emotional abuse, financial abuse, maybe some sexual abuse, because there's women in married relationships that get raped. There's men in married relationships that get raped, okay, by their partner. So, you know, the sexual assault, it can happen. It does happen in the household. There's a lot of advocacies that says that, and a lot of research that says that sexual abuse starts at home, sexual molestation starts at home, okay? So we need to identify with sexual abuse and where it really comes from. A lot of the research shows that it comes from the household and that it's your uncle who molested you or your father that molested you or your 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 mother that molested you or your mother's boyfriend that molested you, okay, or sexually assaulted you. And then there's some of these cases where the victims have, have had babies. They, they've had children by their uncle who was molesting them, you see, or children by their father who was molesting So children by the mother, you know, that things were taking place, you know, so it can go both ways because remember now we have same-sex relationship, all right? So it's two mothers in that relationship. It's, it's, if one of the mothers, if not both of them, could be sexually assaulting a baby, then maybe they're adopted or they may be doing foster care. See, we got to look at this thing for what it really is and see that it's bigger than just a woman being abused by a man now. It's, it's way bigger than that. And, and if you go back and do your research and study, you'll see that women have been killing men since the beginning of time. Y'all know we will pre, premeditate murder? We will put some cyanide poison in that food and have that man croak over? This been going on for years, Okay. But men don't report their cases faster than women do. Men go on being emotionally sabotaged, beginning with maybe their mother, on to their father, on to grandma, grandpa, to different bouts and people in their life that abuse men. See? Because we can't have no, no little two-year-old crying that's a male. That's just out of the pocket. A two-year-old male child can't show his feelings. You know, he's a, he's he's labeled as you 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 a sucker, you a punk. This is what we tell a two-year-old male child is crying. You know, and it's inappropriate. It's inappropriate. We're breaking down the very souls and hearts of young men by doing that. By starting them off like that, we're giving them the wrong advocacy for their life. We got to start these young men off with encouragement, with positivity in their life. We got to we got to speak life into these young men while they in the womb, not not rubbing your stomach and saying, "Oh, he better not come out being no sucker." This this is the stuff that we and I know because it happened in my family. I know, and I know you know it too. So we got to be real about how big domestic violence is. You know, in the many tags that it wears, and that it's starting to take a toll on, on children that are young. It's, it's starting to hit these babies now, that, and they starting to get rebellious and act out. 
they be disrespectful towards their mother for being. I heard one brother say, I don't respect my mother at all for being in an abusive relationship. See, so we, 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 we having the children, you know, living in these situations is bad. It's killing them. It's killing them. It's killing them. I cannot express it to you enough. Let me try one more time and see if our guest is out there. Wyoming, are you out there? Sister Love? Is this Sister Paris? Sister Paris on the call? Yes, I am. Hi. Peace and Love, how you doing, sis? We checked in earlier to see if you was here. But you're here. Thanks for calling into the Brokenness to Boldness talk show. (laughs) Absolutely. Happy to be on. Thanks for inviting me, my queen. Yes, sis, I'm so excited about the play. You have to tell us all about the play. I've given out some details. I don't know if you heard me on that, but I've given out some details about the play. But, you know, just tell us who Wyoming Piracy is and why we should come see this play. Well, first of all, I am Wyoming Paris, and I'm the creator and visionary of the upcoming stage play called Then Sings My Soul. And it's going to be premiering at the Ox Theater on Saturday, May 2nd. We have two shows. It's a 3 o'clock show and an 8 o'clock show. And this show really is going to be talking about what we're facing, which is talking about, Queen, domestic violence. It is a musical with a message. And it's very enlightening. It's very powerful. It's very impactful with just having air. Uh, with our community about what's really going on, what's real in our lives, facing the truth, and just really healing people, healing people. And that's what we're wanting to do. We want to use our gifts and be able to be on that stage and bring forth a message that's going to really hit the heartstrings of people and let them know that this is the reality that we're facing Mm -hmm. and that we want to be able to do something about it. And this is not just a stage play, it's a movement. And it had Uh become a movement when the vision came to me. It was a very much unplanned vision, Queen, I must tell you. And the calling came and I wasn't ready because I did not know what I was getting ready to come up against. And this Uh was two years ago. It was two years ago that this vision came. And here we are now talking about it strongly. You've been in the fight for a long time. (laughs) Right. as it relates to the stage play, it's now coming at a time that people can no longer sweep it under the rug, if you will, you know, right. and face the facts now and, and not be silent, you know, because people are silent, people are hurting, there are women out there hurting, and they don't know how to get out of a situation that they're so deep in. And so through this music and through the message, we're really um, looking to change some lives and heal people and help people as much as we can through this mechanism of Vincent's myself. Wow, that sounds amazing. So you said face-to-face with women and men who are in the fight of their lives. Who's in the fight of their lives? Tell us about who, who is in the fight of their life. Pretty much those who've been in it for so long. We have men, women, our babies. You know, we have young girls, we have our teenagers, we have our next generation who are growing up in households that they see this, so it becomes a norm. And the parents are just doing this where they become addicted to it almost. It's just a disease 
Mm-hmm. It's a disease, and it needs right. to be eradicated. It needs to be dealt with. It needs to be it needs to be addressed. And people um, are afraid, so the, they're in a fight. They're in a mm-hmm. mental fight. They're in an emotional fight. They're in a physical yeah. fight. They're in a spiritual fight. They're in a fight. Right. And so right. they come to the conclusion that how do I how do I get out of this fight that I need to be in because I choose to live and not die. And that's mm-hmm. what you have to tell yourself. Right. Wow, that's pretty powerful. Now, tell us a little bit of the you know, of the cast members that are gonna be who's in the play who's in the play? Oh wow, I have seven wonderful women. Uh well I'm I'm I make seven, but I have six powerful young ladies who um have been on this trail with me on this journey who are so wonderful and I love them dearly. Um I have Roz White. I believe that's how you and I met Queen through Roz White. She's an awesome sister, a great actress. She's been around for so long. She is the stage director, and she's a cast member. And we have Silver Logan Sharp. Silver is another powerhouse young woman who just been on out here in this music industry for a long time. She was the former female um, front singer with Sheep, R&B, Grammy Award-winning group Sheep. She's in it, and I have... Another young lady named Shane. Shane is another powerhouse woman who sings a lot in the D.C. area and abroad. So it's Shane. We also have a young lady named Victoria Purcell. Victoria has traveled around so many places and across the country as well. We're singing with notable artists. Victoria, and we have another young lady named Melanie Burwell. She's another young uh, sister. She's so sweet, and she's one of the youngest. She's a baby, actually, in the group. And we also have Missy G. Missy G, I call that's my Caucasian sister, and she's involved. So we have a variety of wonderful young ladies, and we also featuring the Grammy Award-winning R&B celebrity Paul Anthony from the group uh, Full Force, and he was in the movie um, was the House Party 1 and 2. Yep, he was in House Party 1 and 2. And his brother, Bowleg Lou. So if you all know yes. anything about House Party and those two brothers that were in House Party 1 and 2 and Full Force, all of you old heads out there, they're going to yes. be in the house. And it's going to be wonderful. Yeah, it's going to be great. Wow, you sound like you have an amazing cast on here. Now, I got another question for you. Why D.C.? Why did you feel the need to bring this this play to the DMV? Why are we so special? Oh, because I've been here a long time. Although I'm a native New Yorker, um, it, it's because I it hits home. You know, I've been here for so long. I grew up here after leaving New York, and so why not start it at home? Why not test the waters here with it, really, and bring the message here? I mean, it's all over. I mean, this message is all over. And I think D.C. Uh, is a place where I have a lot of my homegrown here and been around the community. I've been a Southeast girl for a long time, and we're bringing to Southeast in the community of Southeast. So now we're spreading it so that everybody in the DMV area can come and check us out. This is one of the first efforts that I've done since I've been in the business. So um, once again, it's, it's exciting, but yet, you can imagine there's a lot 
to take on when you've taken on such a mission like this. And you're putting together a production. This is a production. Let me tell you, this is not, you know, anything you just go and see, oh, I'm going to just go see a little. This is a production. We have wonderful music, original music. We're all going to be singing. We have some singing sisters. But I'm telling you, it's not just about hearing us sing. It's about hearing the message behind the music. And the message is going to be touching. Um, definitely the lyrics are touching. So it's all in perspective, everything. And once you finish, you know, watching the play, we're going to have vendors out there who are going to be support groups and counselors so that you'll be able to get some information and materials and talk to people and be able to um, get what you need to further help yourselves or help your family, help your community to um, take the message abroad after you leave the performance on Saturday, May 2nd. All right. Paul Anthony just joined us on the call. Hello, this is Paul oh, Anthony. How oh, are you? How, hey, what's going on? Hello, How are you? Paul Anthony. Oh, my God. Full what's full. going on? Yes, yes, it's <laughs> wonderful. I said, let me call right now. We're about to do a big performance with Kathy Hughes and TV One, and they're running behind schedule. I said, you know what, let me call right now because uh, this is going to be a wonderful, wonderful play. And I'm so gifted to be, I'm so gifted and blessed to be a part of it. Uh, it's for uh, men and women, you know, because it's a serious, serious disease yeah. going on with domestic violence. We have to address it head on like any, any, any challenge. You know? So it's a wonderful, wonderful piece. And I am definitely in effect. Oh, yes. Thank you so much, Paul. Paul, why is it so important that you take part in this play? You're in New York. You're coming to D.C. to do it. Why are we, why? Tell us why. Well, because it's, it's, it's a serious issue, you know. I've had uh, some real, real firsthand uh, experiences with this being a social worker back in the day, and I've had a number, number of clients and recipients that have dealt with this. And uh, when I heard, I'm sorry about the noise, you know how New York is, but um, when I heard of it and I felt the energy, and, I mean, these women are so immensely talented, and they, they, they really feel it, but when I uh, felt the energy and the vibration of, of the script and, and the part that I've taken it, it was just it was just necessary. And um, it's, it falls right in line with my purpose of being a cancer champion because this is a whole other kind of cancer that we have to deal with, you know. And I yeah. think the first step in dealing with it is addressing it. And in this vehicle, we address it from so many different avenues that everyone can relate to. So it's a beautiful piece, definitely. Hey, Paul, and I have one more question for you, and I know you're in New York. I know you got to go. But chime into this question for us really quickly as a man, because you're a stocky guy. You look evil. You look mean. You look strong to the average person. But does abuse happen to men that look like you? <laughs> well, you know what? I mean, and that, that's, that's one of the things we got to address because, you know that that's the, the, the that that intimidation part of the domestic violence that that mental part that that can cut even deeper you know and sometimes men we can be insecure and we want to keep our women right there and and that's a sad state you know we need to build our queens because they are our they are our earth but sometimes we want to keep them right there right in that spot you know and that that's a bad thing. So sometimes that intimidation factor plays. And, you know, and it goes both ways because domestic violence is on both ends. But this time we want to focus on the main issue, 
when it goes to women, you know. So I understand what you're saying, and that's one of the things we really need to address, that intimidation factor. It's not good. It's not good. All right. Thank you so much for chiming in with us. We are extremely grateful. Um, Sister Pearl, tell us how we can get the tickets for the show and what we need to do again to get this show. Absolutely. Right. I would mm-hmm. like to, yes. Um, you yeah. all can go on www.bensingsmysoul.org. That's www.bensingsmysoul.org, and you can go on Eventbrite and you can purchase the tickets, or you can visit the ArcBC um, Theater itself website, which is www.theartcdc.org. All right, thank you so much for this energy. Now, I know we're supposed to be giving out a pair of tickets to somebody tonight. Now, which call are we taking tonight? Oh, let's take caller number seven. That's my number that I have for seven women. Caller so number seven, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. This person is in Northern Virginia, so they might be able to make it. Northern Virginia, can you hear me? Can you hear me now, Northern Virginia? I think so, yeah. Peace and love. So you just won a pair of tickets to Ben Sings My Soul on May the 2nd. Aren't you happy? <laughs> yes, I'm all. I'm very happy. My husband and I are here now listening. Okay, good. So you got that one ticket now. Do you follow the Queen anywhere, Facebook, anywhere, Twitter? Of course, of okay, course so I do. In, inbox me so we can um get your tickets to you. I definitely will, Queen. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Hey, Wyoming. Yes, hey. Um, This is just amazing, girl. I want to hear everybody sing. I want to hear everybody sing at the show. And I'm looking forward to this being a fabulous production on May the 2nd. And, you know, of course, we've been helping you push that word, and we're going to continue to help you push that word because I believe that this play is going to change the hearts and souls of women and men and teens alike, you know, that are going through a domestic violence situation. Again, I thank you for sharing with us tonight, um, and I'll be touching, touching base with you. Everybody from the Brokenness and Bolden Show, we love you, and keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing, sis. We need it. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you inviting me, and much love you've been sending out. goes right back to you. And I appreciate you, Queen, so much. Thank you, sis. Okay, peace and love. Okay, y'all peace heard it tonight. Y'all heard full force tonight. Y'all heard our sister Wyoming Purse tonight. So y'all need to go to Queen page and go to my Facebook wall, you know, Q-U-E-E-N-A-F-I, all one word, and click the link to get your tickets for the show. You know, because it's going to be an amazing, amazing, amazing production. Um, and I believe that it's really going to do some good for the DMV community. Um, the other thing that I pride myself in is that Wyoming, not only did she put the whole thing together, she's starring in it as well. So to me, that makes it even more powerful, you know, to have the woman who did the work to come out and be a part of it, to me, that's just amazing. Um, so um, I definitely want everybody who can support it to support it. And, um, of course, I know that is uh, a big day for everybody because Mayweather's fighting Pacquiao, but the show is early. You can catch a 3 o'clock show, you can catch 8 o'clock. You know that card, 
that fight card ain't going to come up till 1130, 11 o'clock sometimes. So you can hit the place and then go ahead and find your fight party later on that night. All right? Queen over time it is. I know what's going on out there, okay? <laughs> anyway, thank our sister again for chiming in with us and bringing us the show. We are just excited for that because this is another entity where somebody is sharing their story, y'all. This is another entity where advocates are bringing attention to domestic violence and the many tags that it wears. Now, remember, this is the Brokenness, the Boldness talk show for those of us that have just joined in. I am the founder, Queen of Feet of Domestic Violence with Mini Tags Organization, and I am just excited to have the Brokenness, the Boldness talk show, and I'm going to tell you why, because this show is about a story of, the stories of survivors, you know, survivors, women, men, teen boys and girls, victims or abusers coming on to help us help somebody else out there who's listening in, you know. And if you're listening in, you're going through the domestic violence situation that's wearing these tags. You don't know what to do. You know, you want to talk to somebody. You want to seek help. Of course, you can tap in the queen at 202-821-8933. I keep pretty much everything confidential, so you don't have to worry about that with me. I don't do no whole lot of telling folk business and stuff like that because this issue right here is a sensitive issue. This is a real serious issue, and victims have to be helped discreetly. There's even some abusers that need to be helped discreetly, and Queen of Fee is one of those advocates that you can do that with. If you don't want to talk to me, talk to the National Hotline for Domestic Violence, 1-800-799-SAFE, 1-800-799-SAFE. Again, Domestic Violence Wears Many Tags Organization is sort of a therapeutic educational organization where we're educating on domestic violence in the many tags that it wears. And we have a lot of other entities that we that we educate on. We educate on the warning signs of an abusive personality. We advocate on verbal abuse versus effective communication. There's different entities that we advocate on as it pertains to domestic violence. So just tap into us, you know, follow us, listen in to what, what's going on, to, you know, to learn, get educated on domestic violence and the many tags that it was. Again, I say you can call and get help for physical abuse, you know, but you can't call and get help for emotional and verbal abuse when that abuse is calling you dumb, stupid, you know. You'll never be nothing without me. You know, when the abuser is, is intimidating, when the abuser is, told you, give me your bank card. You can't spend another cent. You and the children are going to starve today. You know, when that abuser has locked you up in the corner, dragged you so bad by your hair or dragged you, you know, by your neck or, you know, dragged you and just punched you or just, you know, slapped your face all up. When the abuser does these things to you, you, you know, that's, that's emotional. It's still damaging your emotional. It's still damaging your inside. You know, to have somebody do this. And a lot of victims do walk with their head hang, hung down. They don't have no courage. They don't understand that it takes courage to lead a relationship. This is where we come in at with the brokenness and boldness talk show. This is why this talk show is so very important and why women, men, teens, and boys, again, teens, girls, and boys got to tell their story. 
and you can do it right here on the Brokenness to Boldness talk show. If you want to tell your story, you can, um, of course, again, text me at 202-821-8933. You can firm request me on Facebook, Q-U-E-E-N-A-F-I, or you can email us at D-V-W-M-T-S at gmail.com. You can email us and let us know that you want to come on and share your story on the Brokenness to Boldness talk show. I try to be easy with everybody and just, you know, put that education out there, and that's what we're going to continue to do as we kick it off here tonight. We got our girl Purified Love. She should be ready to go live and kicking it for her segment of the show. Now, this sister here got a lot of power. She got a lot of power. She got a lot of stuff to talk about when it comes to domestic violence and the many tags that it wears. She got a she got an amazing story. So get your ear listening real close to the call tonight, okay? And and, and don't be afraid to post your questions in in the chat room. Don't be afraid to text Queen if you got a question or a comment. Come on now, let me have it so that we can help you and or help you help somebody else that may be going through it. Okay? You can, can you remain guys actually anonymous. hear us. You can remain anonymous. You don't have to say who you are. You don't have to tell me none of that. You can just post your question or your comment, and I'll put that out there so we can make sure we answer that for you because I want everybody to go go away with some wisdom tonight, some encouragement tonight, okay? Um, So let me see if our sister Purify Love is on the call. She should be here with us on the call right now. Purify Love, are you there? Let me see. Just a second. Give me just a minute, y'all. Purify hello? Love, are you there? Hello, hello. Purify, peace and love. Purify Love? Yes, this is Purify Love. Peace and love, Queen. Peace and love, baby girl. We are so glad <laughs> to have you on the talk show tonight. Now, yes. we know you got an amazing story. We know you got some stuff lined up for us tonight. So I just yes. want to jump right into it. I want to get right into your brokenness. I want you to okay. tell everybody, you know, of course, who you are, and um, okay. you know, tell us your tell us your brokenness. I know you put your you put your in put your um stuff out there on the fly, and I'm sure everybody who's tapped in have read some of yeah. the flyers that you put out there. But just you know, give us a little spiel about who you are. Nobody can tell who they are better than them. You see what I mean? So tell right. us a little bit of who you are, and um, just take us to that broken place. Let's go there. Right. Okay. Okay. Not a problem at all. Um, I want to first say, uh, you know, thank you for uh, everybody that decided to tune in tonight. Uh, We've been praying for this show and about this show for a long time, about, what, two months now. Um, So uh, we definitely want to bring you all something, um, you know, that's just truthful, honest, and from a place that's, uh, you know, real raw. Um, So I'm going to go ahead and get into some things. Um, I I do uh, ministry as well as um, I do love ministry as well as I do uh, church ministry. So um, I'm going to uh, read a scripture and then go into uh, my story. Uh, this verse comes from Joshua 24, 19, verses 19 through 21. Again, it's Joshua 24, verses 19 through 21. And Joshua said unto the people, Ye cannot serve the Lord, for he is a holy God. He is a jealous God. He will not forgive your transgressions nor your sins. If ye forsake the Lord and serve strange gods, then he will turn and do you hurt and consume you. After that, he have done you good. 
And the people said unto Joshua, No, but we will choose to serve the Lord. Amen. The reason why I chose that scripture is because that was my life. Growing up, um, I was born to an Ethiopian mother. Um, She moved over here from Ethiopia for education. Uh, She got caught up in the streets and and doing different things, uh, got on drugs and uh, prostitution, got involved in prostitution, and she was pregnant with me, currently locked up at D3 Correctional Facility. Um, So she was carrying me uh, in her womb while she was in jail. Um, So I already had a seed planted in me that, uh, you know, I was going to uh, take a path of the streets um, because DNA does affect you, and it infects you. And you cannot know the person or not, you know, or know them. So um, speeding along the process, um, I was in a foster uh, home, which uh, consisted of about 10 kids. Um, and most of us were being uh, molested. We weren't being watched. Um, I know that I wasn't um, or was told that I wasn't being fed. I was malnourished um, as a baby. Um, and so we were being uh, neglected and abused in this home. They eventually shut that home down. Um, I was given back into the care of the state as an orphan, and then I was taken up by a, an adoptive family, um, the family that I have now. Um, in that household, um, there was uh, very extreme physical abuse uh, at the hands of um, my adoptive mother. Um, and, you know, when I say extreme, I mean, you know, hidden, you know, um, calling me all types of BITC ages, you know, um, threatening to give me back to the adoption agency if I made a mistake. Um, my father was very strict as well, um, but he wasn't um, abusive. He was more emotionally abusive rather than physically abusive because he was a military man, and so everything was about structure and order. And so, uh, you know, if I spilled some milk on the floor, it was like a big issue to him. You know, he didn't like messes. He didn't like noise. And so it was constant, like you said, walking on eggshells. Um, so I didn't really have time uh, to really figure out who I was or express myself um, and figure out um, who, you know, Purify is. Um, going forward, um, at the age of three as well, by this um, adopted family, they uh, chose a godmother for me uh, out of this family, and um, she ended up molesting me. Um, I can remember she uh, lived over uh, in Washington, D.C., um, anybody that's familiar with that area knows uh, Minnesota Avenue. She lived in those old apartments right across from Minnesota Avenue train station. Very, very drug-infested area, very bad area. Um, and, you know, she uh, did a lot of emotional abuse to me. Um, you know, if I didn't do what she say, she would, like, withhold food from me. Um, if I didn't, uh, if I said something that she didn't particularly um, like, she would do things to punish me. Um, and, you know, eventually it led, led into her touching on me. Um, and anyone that knows anything about the abuser side of a molester, um, they pretty much pre-plan out how they're going to molest you. So it's premeditated. Um, This is not something that just automatically happens out of the blue. Um, They set their eyes on the child that they desire, and they uh, uh, will start giving you gifts. She gave me a lot of gifts. She gave me a lot of food. She did things to try to coax the pain of uh, the abuse that she was um, taking me through. Um, so, um, you know, I do have memories of um, her, you know, touching me um, in my private areas um, on several occasions. Um, so going forward from that, um, that planted a seed in me uh, of uh, a broken identity, not knowing who I was, um, and also uh, put the desire for same-sex attraction in me. Um, and I can honestly say that, you know, that is, for me, 
uh, what caused me to uh, travel down a life path of bisexuality and eventually a full-blown homosexuality. Um, by the time I was 17, um, I had been uh, had abstained from sex with men, um, and not that I didn't like men because I did, but I finally started dating, and this particular uh, guy that I dated, he was a drug dealer. He was also abusive. He was emotionally abusive, not physical. And he, uh, you know, would just do things like, you know, uh, tell me he's going to call me. He wouldn't call me. Tell me he's going to pick me up. He'd be a no-show. You know, all these things just tried to kind of control my mind at first. Then he would go out and do these lavish things for me, you know, buy penthouse suites and, you know, um, always giving me all these flowers and, you know, all of these $1,000 of cash and all of this, you know, drugs and weed and all these different things, exposing me to things I wasn't used to. And, you know, I thought that that was love. And, you know, eventually he raped me. Um, And so my first encounter with a man was um, via uh, being raped. Um, From that particular point, um, of course, I left him alone. Um, because he had threatened me that if I tell anybody, he was going to kill me and he was going to kill my family. So um, I knew not to bother him anymore. Um, and from that point, um, you know, I I say probably about, like I said, uh, 16, 17, I started getting heavily involved in uh, alcoholism, um, you know, using ecstasy, um, doing things trying to medicate my brokenness. Um, trying to hide what was going on on the inside because I really couldn't describe it. I really couldn't explain it. I didn't know how to sort it all out. Um, and so, you know, I was trying to numb it, you know, and that's what we tend to do. We tend to numb it uh, using these external things, you know, if it's not, you know, drugs, then it's sex. If it's not sex, then it's pornography. If it's not pornography, then it's alcohol, you know. So I was doing all these things and it wasn't working, so I had to do more and more and more, not realizing that it was causing me to become more broken uh, than heal me. From that particular point, um, you know, I was in the streets. I was hustling. Um, I started doing things, uh, following my mother's footsteps without even knowing her or never even meeting her, you know. Um, and, and, again, you know, I, I talk a lot about spirits, you know, demonic spirits, demonic entities. When we take on certain relationships, when we take on certain uh, 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 things that we do out of our brokenness, like I said, like the alcoholism or the, the secret addictions and the lust and all these different things, we're allowing spirits to enter into our body. We're allowing spirits to enter into our soul and our mind. And so these spirits, there were so many spirits in me that it got to a point that I could not control myself. You know, when I wanted sex, I had to go find it. You know, when I wanted more, you know, to come to my eyes, I had to watch more and more pornography. You know, I had to have sex with more and more women. You know, there was men, and I had to have sex with more and more men. And so, you know, all of these things, you know, it just kept culminating um, into a, a big ball that I couldn't sort out. Um, eventually, I ran into trouble with the law, and uh, that happened at 17. Um, I was uh, robbing and breaking into cars. Um, and stealing things, you know, I was a thief, and, um, you know, I was facing um, 10 years um, in D.C. Correctional Facility. Um, at that particular point is when God decided that, uh, you know, the buck was going to stop there. Uh, so he gave me an opportunity to take a choice to follow him. I didn't know that it was him at the time. I knew that throughout my life, you know, I didn't want to be the way that I was. I knew that I wanted to change. I didn't know how to change. I heard of God, but I was never shown a good example of him. I thought I was shown a very um, crazy guy because, you know, my mom went to church all the time. She went to intercessory prayer three times a week, you know, but then she'd come home and, you know, rip me to shreds. So I saw God as like an abuser, 
You know, I saw him, I had, you know, I saw him as just a judger, you know what I'm saying, because my father was so structured, and it was so, you know, it was about punishment, punishment, punishment. You make a mistake, you get punished, you know. So it's like, you know, um, um, I didn't see God in a right, correct light. I didn't know what his love was. So, um, you know, fast-forwarding back to um, me facing 10 years, so the judge basically said, um, we're going to decide that we're going to give you the option. Either you go to jail for 10 years because we're going to charge you as an adult. And I had been running with um, about maybe four or five other guys doing these particular crimes uh, for maybe about a three-month period, and the only one that they caught was me. So they were going to put everything on me because the community was looking for a head, basically, to put everything on. So I, I became that head. And so that's why my time was so accumulated like that. And they basically said, well, you know, either you go to this church program and, and, and help you, you know, that's going to help you to get yourself on track, like a recovery program, or you go to jail. Which one do you pick? Of course I pick, you know, church. I didn't know anything about it or whatever, but, you know, who really wants to go to jail? So I did that, um, and, and, you know, unknowingly to me, God was calling me to him. Again, you know, like I read the scripture, you know, you can pray to God, you can ask him to change your life, you can ask him to show you why you're doing the things you're doing, you can ask him to send you a miracle, you know, but it's not until you recognize that you are the problem that he's going to work with you. So I first had to recognize that Purify has a problem. And what was my problem? Sex, drugs, addiction. Um, uh, I didn't uh, fully know about um, everything about the, that's around the whole molestation thing at the time, but I knew that that had a, a major part in things, the abuse that I went through, you know. So, you know, I I had to, you know, turn to him and ask him for forgiveness. I had to ask him to help me. And so, uh, you know, for anybody that's, uh, you know, uh, been a prisoner or inmate, I specifically want to talk to you tonight because God is leading me to do this, you know, and what you have to know is, number one, you have to accept the crime that you did. You have to accept it. You have to confess it, you know, to the judge or whoever you're supposed to confess it to, your probationary officer or whoever, accept responsibility for what you did. Once you accept responsibility for what you did, then you'll be on a path of recovery. What was my path of recovery? I was given like a 1,000 hours of community service. Um, I had to work as a janitor in an elementary school. I had to work in a food co-op at Maryland University, you know, and I had all these different things I had to do. From that point, once I finished that, then I was able to get my record uh, expunged of all the all the charges that were on my record, which was a lot at the time. So I got that expunged. Then I had to enter back into uh, 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 the community as a productive citizen. So I had to basically write all my wrongs. There was not one right, I mean, one wrong that I didn't have to write. So I went through that process, and I think that's a lot of people's problem, and I can apply that to us just in general life when it comes to changing ourselves. We have to be willing to go through the process. We have to be willing to do the work. You're not going to uh, have some miracle drop out the sky from the Lord, you know, um, without you meeting him halfway and saying, you know what, if I need to shed this flesh down, this is what I'm going to do. I need to stop having sex. I need to put this down, or I need to cut this person off because it's too much of a temptation for me. I need to not be around alcohol 
alcohol because that's just too much of a temptation for me. I need to not with, um, uh, uh, be around people that's doing drugs or whatever it is. It doesn't have to be necessarily anything extreme. It could be gossiping. You know, that's just as big as a sin as any other thing. You know, I need to stop hanging around people that talk about people all the time and be negative because that is influencing and affecting your life. You have to understand that you have to take control of your surroundings because your surroundings are going to influence you. I don't care if you're 70 or if you're 10. Either way, there's peer pressure and there's things that can cause you to sway to the left or right. So you, in order for you to change yourself, you first have to change your surroundings. If you're in a relationship that you know you're not supposed to be in and it's taking you in places in past that's um, not uh, in God's will for your life or in a positive direction for your life, you need to get out of that relationship. you got to stop making excuses for yourself and all of the things that you keep on doing over and over and over and expecting God to bless you with some miracle. He's not going to do it. As you read, as I read the scripture in Joshua, he can turn away from you. He can turn against you. If he sees that you're trying to play a game or you're trying to run game on him, he's just like your parents. They're not, you're not going to get away with it. They see what you're doing. They see that you're, you're saying, oh, God, I ain't going to do it again. You know, God, if you just forgive me, I ain't going to do it again. How many times have we said that? He knows. So he knows who's going to change. He knows who's not going to change. He knows whose word is true. He knows whose word is a lie. And so we got to be honest with ourselves and say, again, start with ourselves. We have a problem. You know, you may, may need to sit down, get a journal, and figure out what are my problems? What are the things that I need to change? Write those down. Go to God and pray with it. Lord, I repent for dun, 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 A, B, C, D, E, F, G, whatever it is. You need to Let do that go. because at Let first me. you've got to come clean with yourself. Once you can't come clean with yourself, then all of a sudden, God will bring the blessings that you desire, the desires that you desire, the happiness that you desire, the joys that you desire, all those things in your mind that need to be changed, they'll start beginning to change. As you change, God's going to meet you with change. I'm going to say that again. As you change, God is going to meet you with change. But don't expect God to be a magician for your life and you being lazy. I'm going to say that again. Don't expect God to be a magician for your life and you being lazy. And it does not matter how deep sin, deep of a sin that you're in. I was locked up with a murderer. I had a best friend that was a murderer, you know, had murdered. And Queen talks a lot about women that are abusers and women that are aggressive. I had a best friend that um, used to go to church with me. She, you know, told me she murdered somebody. She needed somebody to get it off her chest to. I was the person around that was a friend to her, so she decided to tell me, and she got off of that murder case, you know. And so these are real-life issues. I didn't judge her. It's not my job to, to judge her, nor is it your job to judge anybody else for their sins. All sins are the same. They're the same, equal, equally just as bad as any other thing. So it's not one sin is greater than the other. God can deliver a murderer. God can deliver Jeffrey Dahmer. It don't matter what you have done. There is nothing that's not uh, powerful enough for God to deliver you from and heal you from. But it's not just enough to have belief. Belief is necessary. Faith is necessary. But you've got to have effort. You got to have work. Queen, uh, you know, just like Queen Afi talks about, you know, she was once an abuser. You know, she had to do work in order to get out of being an abuser. There was mental mind work she had to do. She had to get in her word. She had to get in God's face. She had to get some counseling. She had to uh, do some research. Like she said, uh, learn some knowledge on what not to do, what not to be around. She had to cut folks out of her life that didn't, do, that didn't delve in those types of things or be, not be around people that was going to provoke her in such a manner that she revert back to abuser. These are things that you have to do. If you want your life to be changed, if you want your life to be changed, you have 
to set up guards in your life so that you don't allow certain spirits to come back once God has cleaned them out, once you have cleaned them out. You got to do the work. You have to do the work. Let me chime in. Um, You Mm -hmm. you talked about a lot of elements of your story, and I Mm want to go back. I want to go back to um, you taking on the behavior of a parent that you didn't know you know, that you really right. didn't have no contact with. Right. That DNA did. How big of a factor did the DNA play a part in your life in the behavior that you took on? Because, again, you didn't know this person, but you seemed to have Not that DNA. So how big of a factor did the DNA play in terms of who who you were then? But not only that, you were being raised in a household where there was some abuse taking place, some aggressive behavior taking place there too, which I'm right. thinking helped to amp up the DNA. Yeah, yeah. it does. It in. does. So how big of a part does it really play in, in, I can in, honestly in your tell you out of a Yes, you're absolutely right. I concur. Out of 100%, it played 98.9999%. Wow. 98.999%. I'm gonna tell wow. you how how serious DNA is, okay? And and I'm I'm glad that you're touching back on this, because what that has to deal with, and this is a lot a lot of what people don't understand. This is what you call a generational curse, okay? I was under a curse. Now I never even met my mother. She could be in Ethiopia right now or dead. I don't know. But when I tell you that my la- my life took the same exact path is hers, and I never met her, never read any history on her, never read a bio or anything like that. It plays such a part. And it's important that one knows that because you need to know what your parents did when they were younger. You should be asking your parents, what was your life like when you was growing up? What was your life like with this or with that? I asked my mother those things. You know, my mother, you know, she came from an abusive household. Her father was abusive towards the mother, so it was domestic violence that she saw. Then she took that DNA path. She didn't want to, but it, what happens is it affects you. That blood affects you. And unless you know God, unless you know Jesus Christ, you cannot stop them spirits from coming into your life and taking you down the same path. You cannot. You are not strong enough. I don't care how smart you are, how much money you got. I'm telling you what I know. It can only be killed through Christ, period. Period. So her did the same thing with her. She followed the same path, but she did it in a different way. There wasn't domestic violence um, in our, uh, you know, family or whatever the case may be, my adopted family. But then there was, but there was a physical abuse towards the child. So what happens is it, that that generational generational curse can morph into different things. It can morph into different things. And and and, 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 and I'll show you a very very. I'll speak to you all about a very interesting fact. I tell mothers all the time, you better be careful how aggressive you're being with your son because you're going to turn him gay. You better be careful how aggressive you're dealing with your daughter. You're going to shut her down, and she's going to turn to women because that's what happened to me. That is what happened to me. That amped it up. It amped it up because she was so so, aggressive that I felt like, man, I don't don't, don't, have Wait a minute, wait a minute. We got to make that real clear. So you saying that, that, Mothers need to watch how aggressive they are with their sons? Yes, that's a form of gay. abuse as well. That's a form okay. of abuse as well, and I'm going to call it what it is. Okay. You know, every time, they, every, time the per, every time the son do something, you know, damn, why, why stop jumping up and down? You're going to hurt yourself. You're going to calm right. down. Let him fall. 
Mm-hmm. He needs to learn how to get back up. He needs to learn mm-hmm. how to toughen mm-hmm. up. Same okay, thing for You know, you need to be playing with dolls. Don't play with footballs. Don't play with this and play. Let her express and explore. explore let her express and explore. Uh, and explore because what happens is you're training them to think that something's all that a man does and something is all that a woman does, and it's not true. It's not okay. true. Okay. It's not true. So, so what happens this. is, uh huh. Go ahead. Let me ask you this. I gotta ask you something else. Sure. So in your Please. in your element of or well, in that mind frame of going from you went from lesbian or gay to straight, right? So. Yeah. I'm going to be like the mothers out here and the, the preachers, the the, the 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 clergy staff, and you know yeah. everybody to say, why did you, why did you, why were you gay? Why were you gay? What was the point of you being gay? Oh, the point of me being gay was number one, self protection, self preservation. Mm-hmm. I felt like if I act like a man. No man would touch me in a way that would harm me again. He wouldn't physically oh, wow. abuse me, and he wouldn't rape me. So it was something to protect wow. myself and say, I'm just as hard as you, you know, and, and that's how I was. I mean, when I mean, I would be, this is how crazy I was. Say I'm on a train, I'm on a metro, and a guy looks at me. This is how offended I would get if a guy just looked at me. A guy looking at me up and down or whatever case, maybe I'd be like, who the F you looking at? Because I had to show him that I'm masculine enough, and if he tried me or tried to rape me or harm me, because in my mind, all the men were like that. Once, right. one, once it happened one time, then you had to realize if, if that has happened to you, ladies, that's programmed in your mind. And you don't mean to, for it to be programmed, but then you take that into your relationship. You think everybody out to harm you. You know what I'm saying? You walking down yep. the street, you think somebody chasing you down. You know, you paranoid. So you got all these things, all these spirits going on in your mind because of that transference of spirits that happened during that rape. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't have, even think have... I can say that again, but I hope they called it. <laughs> That was big. Oh, they, they probably <laughs> the Holy Spirit kicking revelation now. The Holy Spirit kicking some revelation. Now, you say that, um, okay, so we as parents and, and sexual abuse, you know, I feel like it plays a part in whether, you know, the sexual orientation of a young girl or a young boy gets messed up. I've heard sexual, sexual molestation victims say that, you know, because I was abused by the same sex, it threw my sexuality off. Beautiful Believer talking yeah. about how, you know, she was molested by a man and a woman, and she had an orgasm from a woman, and it felt great to her, and she beat herself up for feeling good from a woman. So, I mean, right. what, what, I mean, is this possible? Is it that, you know, you can be molested by the same sex, and then you do eventually turn gay yourself is young could that be the yes. case for some of our young children right now yes both both can happen you can be molested by somebody of the same sex doesn't matter you know it could be it could be a it, and it could happen with a child on child it could be like right. you're seven years old and your little cousin you know what i'm saying he right. touches on you, you know what I'm saying, or she touches on you. It don't necessarily have to be adult, but it can be an adult. But both things can happen. Both two outcomes can happen on what I've studied, what I've researched, and what I've taught because um, I help a lot of homosexuals to come out of homosexuality. But from what my studies, what I see is that it can, the person can go either way. 
They can either go to the same sex or they can become very promiscuous with the opposite sex. Those are the two areas. This is how we end up with prostitutes. Like a woman could, and I'm not saying my mother, I don't know her story or whatever the case may be, but I'm just using it. She was a prostitute. That possibly could have came from a woman that's into prostitution or just really sexually, just over-sexualized, you know what I'm saying? That Mm -hmm. could come from molestation. That can come from a molestation. It can come from a touch. It doesn't necessarily have to be penetration molestation. Molestation, there's a very uh, wide, broad variation of what molestation is. It's not always penetration. It's not always penetration. So, you know, how a person uh, inappropriately touches a child, you know, you know, you have to be careful sitting your children on people's laps, okay, letting them sit on people's laps. You don't know what that person was going on in that person's mind. If it's a little girl sitting a little girl on a man's lap, you mm-hmm. know, and you barely that know the man sitting that, that boy means- on, you know, uh, 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 you know, another woman's lap, and you barely know the woman. You know, you had to be careful of these things because you don't know what's in their past. Hello. Yeah, I got you. you Let me stop you, don't you know right what's there. In their past. Uh-huh. Let me stop you right there and put this out there. Sexual abuse by a family member is a form of incest and results in more serious and long-term psychological trauma, especially in the case of parental incest, okay? So that's just the fact mm-hmm. that we have out there, some research that's going on. Awesome. Pure Fire Love, take us into that spoken word that you're going to sure. give us tonight. All right. Will do. Okay, um, I'm going back into my my old archives. God sent me back. Um, These are years old, but still uh, relevant, and it's for somebody. We ready. Uh, All right, the... uh, I'm going to do this one first. This first one is called Truth and Pain. Truth and Pain. And this is a conversation between me and God that I had one time and I turned it into a poem. Ouch, you cut me. Sorry, I meant to. You don't love me. Oh, but I do. Why would you hurt the one that you love? My child, look up to the sky. It took a lot of shaping and cutting to become the beautiful finished product you now see through your eyes. And oh, how soon you forget the bid and the price that was paid through my son's sacrificial life the pain and the strife, the nails through his hand and feet, and the piercing of the knife. The knife? The knife. This is the same knife that you feel now. Remember when you said, God, I want to be a living sacrifice. I want to be a testimony that can change others' lives. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Or what about when you were out on the streets? You were crying out, I have no place to sleep. I wish I had some money so I can get a little to eat. I wish I had a chair so that I could rest my hurting feet. I said that? You said that. Or what about the time that you were out sneaking, freaking, creeping, drinking, and partying on late-night weekends, and then when you got caught, you were overcome with the shame and guilt of all your faults. I was there to hear your cry. When they called you a hoe, I always called you my child. When they called you gay, I told the devil he was a liar. When they called you queer, I called you dear because that's what you always have been, dear to my heart. Remember how you compared yourself to others thinking, maybe I'm not that smart. I told the angels, that's my son down there creating that beautiful art. He doesn't know that it is a gift I have given him, but soon he'll be set apart. I told them I wish that I could tell him that books and degrees don't equal smarts, but it is his heart. Remember how you were always afraid of the dark or how you always looked at your arms to resent the tattoo marks? 
I will weep at how you despised your body, which I created uniquely, and no ink marks could ever sever its beauty. What about when you were out on drugs, you were hooked and you stole in vain? Your friends and loved ones were hurt, but you were just trying to stop the pain. People abandoned you and called you addict. They said, as a mother, she is unfit. But there I was again, listening in. When you cried, I caught your tears in my hand. When you clubbed, I protected you as you danced. When you were high, I held you sadly while you were lost in your trance. But then I got angry and told the devil, this was your last chance. I will take her into my truth and give her a soldier stance. I will open up my heart and teach him true romance. I will fill the hole in his heart so he would no longer have to drop his pants. She would no longer have to open her legs. She would no longer have to chase her costly desires. Why? Because of my fire. It will extinguish the painting, the burning of your pain. It will sever the ties between you and your old man. And those stains on your body, I will cleanse them with my living waters. They will overflow you as I claim back my son and daughters. This river will take the place of your fears, soothe your tears, and I will be your father. But the knife, the knife is a sword. It is the truth. The pain that you feel right now is me pulling up the roots. The roots of weed, seeds, wrong deeds, and mysteries. I may never bring back to your remembrance everything that happened to you because there is no need. Don't get confused trying to figure out what is going on. Just follow me. Just allow me to prune the vines of your tree. Just watch as I clean from your heart the wounds of your forefathers' iniquities. Feel the pain and the truth remain. The sword brings light to a heart untamed. Well, God, all I can say is thank you for the pain. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, girl. That's powerful. I love that. I love that. Now, let me say this. We are almost out of time, okay? Um, All right. Approximately 15 to 25% of women and 5% to 18% of men were sexually abused when they were children, which that means you fit Mm. into that bracket somewhere. Most sexual abuse offenders are... um, Victims themselves, um, yes. and approximately 30% are relatives of the child. So it can happen with the fathers, uncles, cousins, um, maybe moms that are participating in sexual abuse towards, you know, children that are being molested and or abused well, right now. This community doesn't stop right here. We have brothers and sisters that, you know, that this is happening to right now, you know, and need your story. Tell us about the boldness of your story. Where are you at today? What, what's happening with Purify yeah. Love today? How can we find you? Sure, sure. Uh, you know, uh, and I didn't uh, get a chance to get into that part because God was doing his own thing. But, um, you know, I will say the victory of that was that, um, you know, I did, you know, turn my life around. God, you know, was the uh, corporate in that, of course, um, along with my work. And, um, you know, I went on. I've done over, you know, probably – maybe about 200, 300 venues, um, you know, by now. I'm a performing artist. Um, I do spoken word. Um, now I'm a singer-songwriter, ASCAP uh, licensed songwriter, um, and I do ministry. Um, get ready to prepare, um, do a ministry in the four walls, um, actually for the youth, um, youth ministry, uh, so that I can help um, some of these children to avoid the pitfalls uh, that I went into and also counsel the ones that have already been abused and so on and so forth. So that's what I'm doing now. Um, at uh, City of Praise uh, Ministries out here in Maryland. Um, if people need to reach me, you can reach me uh, by my website at www.purifylove.com. Again, it's www.purifylove.com. Uh, you can also reach me by email at wordspurify27, that's words with an S, purify27, at gmail.com, wordspurify27 at gmail.com. You can reach me on 
Facebook, all your social media. Um, if you if you uh, Google, just Google Purify Love or the Purify Love Movement, uh, which is my movement, um, it'll come up with uh, all of my social sites. So if you, you know, can't remember any of this or you don't have a pen, just type in Purify Love and my information will pop up. On Facebook, I'm Purify Love. Uh, Twitter, Purify Love, you know, so it's pretty basic that you can remember. Um, also, too, Queen, we got the uh, event coming up um, that you told me to mention. Um, if you guys want to uh, see uh, me and uh, Queen live in uh, action, uh, we're going to be serving the community uh, on Saturday, April the 18th, uh, which is coming up uh, this Saturday. Um, from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., PM, we're uh, going to be representing the Caffey No Bystanders Block Takeover. Uh, it's going to be held in the Kentland, Palmer Park, uh, Maryland area, and that's in Landover, Maryland. Um, so if you want more information on that, uh, we definitely can get that to you. Um, and the basic uh, 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 reason for this event um, is for victims uh, of, uh, you know, any type of violence. Um, this is going to be happening uh, during National Crime Victims' Rights Week, which is April 19th through the 25th. So anybody that dealt with any of these areas that were talked about on this show, this applies to you. Whether you're a victim, know of a person that's been victimized, know of a person that's been killed because of being victimized in any way, any abuse, hurt, harm, or just straight murder, you know, whatever. We're coming to represent your folks, your people, um, we're going to have some major uh, uh, pioneering um, uh, campaigners out there. We're going to have uh, the top activists uh, in PG County out there, as well as some uh, national officials and all that good stuff. Um, this is in collaboration with, uh, again, Kathy, um, C-A-F-Y. Uh, you can look them up on Facebook as well, um, or you can Google them as well. Of course, uh, Queen Aussie's Domestic Violence Wears Many Tags organization, uh, which which is making headways uh, in the Washington, D.C. and Maryland area. Um, it's in collaboration with Parks and Recreation. Of course, you all know that. Uh, Prince George's Community College, um, the uh, County Sheriff's Office, of course, mm-hmm. the police, uh, PG County Police is uh, involved as well. Um, and a lot, of, a lot of the top organizations will be coming out to support this. So this is your who's who type of event uh, for the people, basically, that want to uh, give voice to what's going on and really That's just right. represent the victims, you know. And even if you are an abuser and you're on this call and you feel ashamed, you know, we're not here to uh, judge you and this show is not to condemn or bash you. You two are loved, you know, by God just like anybody else, you know. And we don't look down on you or anything like that because we all have things that we've had to come out of or that we're dealing with, you know, so, you know, you come on out too, you know what I mean, and and if come and see myself, you don't have to let nobody who you know who you are or whatever, or you might be bold, you know, you're cool with it, whatever, just come to, uh, see myself, or just you can come, come see Queen, yeah, just come on out there, and I'll direct you to Queen, she can give you good information, she was an abuser, you know, she got all types of information to help you turn everything around and get that joy back in your life and what it is that you're trying to do. Who knows? You might turn around and be just like her. You might be a minister that helps, you know what I'm saying, other kids, you know. So, you know, don't limit your life because you made a mistake. Don't limit your Let life because you made a mistake. Let me say something else, too, real quick. Let me say something else, sure. real quick. Check this out. Now, who are you as a murderer? I mean, not a murderer. Um, Well, could have been. Damn near. Right. Murder, but anyway. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, right. We're not going to go Praise God. We're not going to go there tonight. Anyway, um, <laughs> but as a car thief, you know, a thief, uh, um, a gay person, you know, mm-hmm. who are you to be taking a stand 
to be, you know, to be a voice. What makes you so much better than I, so to speak? And, and I'm just playing devil's advocate right now because mm-hmm. we gotta we we gotta open up the door and embrace people's stories, you know. Right. And the other thing with this is, is you got a whole lot of people that's mad at God, you know, and you know right. it's okay, it's okay, you know. You got a whole lot of victims, whole lot of abusers that just don't see God, don't identify, don't want to, out of sight, out of mind, don't talk that God talk to me. So right. we can't to get that message to them any type of way that we know how. Purify love, what can, you know, mothers or fathers, friends, foes, say to the child that has been sexually molested by their uncle, their father, their mother. What can, what do we say to their child? Not even from a God standpoint, but from a street, from an angry right. standpoint, from I am pissed, I want to go kill this person for touching my child standpoint. Right. But how do we get it together to be able to listen to somebody that has sexually molested our child? Right. I say this, the first thing is it's, it's natural. It's only natural to feel rage and anger, and to want to get a vengeance, you know, on a person that hurt or harmed you. That's a natural human inclination, you know. But you have to realize that we already got one victim. You don't need two victims. Now you got a person that's been molested, and then you got somebody that's been killed, you know. And so you have to take things into perspective and calm yourself down and pause and say, "What can I do to be able to deal with this in a diplomatic manner?" you know, in order that, you know, I can get something productive out of this situation. One thing that um, parents don't realize uh, is, or several things, number one, that child may need to talk to that abuser when that child gets older so that that child can be released and forgive them. I'm going to say that again. That child may need to go and confront that abuser with that pain so that that child can be released from that, uh, uh, that situation. So, before you jump the gun and just take matters into your own hands, you got to think, what's in the best interest of the child? you got to put the child first. Number two, if your child comes to you and says, Mommy, this person touched me, or Daddy, this person touched me, what you have to do is immediately you got to believe what they say. Believe what they say. If you find out later that they're lying, which is probably 80%, um, uh, out of uh, 100%, they're not lying, maybe 20%, they might have made it up or whatever the case may be. If anybody, if any of your children come, that's an important matter. Sit down and have a talk with them. Ask them what happened. Don't get mad at them. Don't yell at them because when you do that, you're going to shut them down. They may not tell you what happened. So you need to know what happened. So get all of those details, embrace that child, hug that child, apologize to that child. And I say that with the most humble respect. Because, yeah, we can't be there 100% of the day, you know, 24 hours a day with our child. Sometimes they got to go off to school or they got to be at a babysitter or whatever the case may be. It's not always that it's a direct reflection of our parenting, but sometimes it is. You know, sometimes, let's be honest, sometimes it is. Sometimes we're not paying enough attention to them. You know, sometimes we're not listening and hearing when they're saying, oh, son, you know, I just don't like going over their house or, you know, I really don't feel like going over Uncle, you know, Tommy's house. you got to listen to those things. you got to be listening to your child because they're sending you signs without telling you. They're sending you signs without telling you. So what you do is you apologize to that child. You know what, baby, I'm sorry that I was not there to protect you. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I'm sorry I wasn't there. And what that's going to do is, number one, it's going to build up that ch- because the child's self-esteem has been brought down and broken down real low from that situation. Mm-hmm. Now you're mm-hmm. building it up simultaneously. You're saying, right. not only do I believe you, but I apologize that I wasn't there. And you know what? I love you. You're no less than anybody else. It doesn't mean that you're dirty. It doesn't mean that you're bad or anything like that. That person has a problem, and I'm going to try to deal with it the best way that I can. Number wow. one, if you want to really help that person what you, what you, or, or help your child, what you do, go press charges. Don't take matters into your own hand. Go down, press charges against that person, have, uh, write out what your child says, or if the child is old enough, have them write out their statement, and go down there and press charges. Get something on paper. That way, not only is your child um, protected and that, and that person is going to be charged in court, okay, but number two, that abuse is not going to be able to go out and harm 50,000 other kids. Because a, right. usually a person that has molested somebody, they've already molested 100, you never know, 50, 100 kids. You just never know. And so That's you right. can be a corporate that can stop that in the community. So mm-hmm. if God allows certain things to dro- drop on your lot, don't get angry at him. We live in an evil, wicked world. He doesn't say, oh, I've created the earth and it's evil. No. Sin is in the world. Evilness is in the world. People make choices, and they don't always make choices that affects us in the most positive way. This is a reality we got to deal with, you know. So you got to think, think before you do, because what you could end up doing is not only saving your child, but saving ten others that never will have that even happen to them because you took matters into your own hand in a, in a productive ask, way. Let me ask another question, and this can be yeah. short because we want to move into your second spoken word so we can close out. Sure. Pure have you forgiven? the person that sexually assaulted, molested you? Yes, it took me 15 years, and I finally was able to forgive them. 15 years. Oh, wow. And they were dead, and so that Mm. made it harder because I wasn't able to go back and say, what you did, it hurt me, you know? Right, right, right. It hurt me. Right, right. You know, and acknowledge that even if, and this is the other thing, even if the person that you go to, say you have been abused and, and this show is provo- you know, provoking you to maybe want to confront your abuser, which is a great thing in God's timing. But, you know, if, they, if you go to them and they say, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know where you got that from. I ain't never touched on you or whatever. I don't care what they say. Don't lie to yourself and don't let them lie to you. You know what happened. You need to stand your ground and say, I know what you did. I don't care what you got to say. I know what you did. This is the effect it had on my life. But you know what? I release you. I forgive you. You have to do that if you're going to move on with somebody. If not, you're going to take you're going to take it out on your kids. You're going to take it into a relationship. You're going to take it wherever you go. You can't be having baggage and thinking that you can hide it under the table. You got to deal with it. All right. So take us into the second spoken word right now so we can get out of here. Sure. Sure. Uh, This one is called choice. I create the power to get up and do. I create the power to choose. If I think someone else would do it for me, I lose. If I'm waiting on a breakthrough, I'm a fool. No man, woman, or what they say can make me move because ultimately it is only I that causes me to move. Doubt, blame, shame, and guilt, victim mentality, false reality, crying every time one little drop of milk is spilled. I mean split. I got to split from these excuses because they lead me to losing. I'm not confused. That is just an excuse. Or am I being just too lazy to do the things that I know I should do? Get up and move. You create the power to succeed, achieve, make money, or leave that evil husband of yours. You create the power to open and close those new and old doors of yours. Some call repent. 
Others call it forgive. Some call it just live. You create the positive or negative reaping in your life. You create the power to stop smoking before you lose your life. And for this, the power of choice, I get excited. If you need help, just ask another brother or sister to help you fight. Fight off the inner temptings of the soul, leaving you depressed and angry at night. But ultimately, you must choose to do that thing or those things and fight. Let us create the power so we can finally live. Happy lives. And that's that piece. You purify love for the wisdom you have put out tonight on the talk show. This is going to have to be a part two because I still got some stuff that lingering that I want to talk about. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm ready when you are. Not a problem. You know, However much so, time it takes, it's for the thank people. Thank you so much, purify love, for the work you have given out to us tonight. We are so grateful for our sister, you know, being a blessing to us and sharing her story and helping us. Get that word out there. We're a little over time tonight, but it's okay. Um, all of us have been blessed here tonight. So chime back in with us, okay? Let me give out one last number, too, before I go, because there may be somebody here, again, that is battling and want to get some help, you know, and want to talk to somebody further. Of course, you can reach out to Queen at 202 and then there is the 1-800-799-SAFE, 1-800-799-SAFE for the victim, as well as there is the sexual assault hotline is 1-800-656-673. I want you all to go in peace and love, and thank you for chiming in tonight to the Brokenness to Boldness talk show. Go in peace and love, my brothers and sisters. Go in peace and love. And tell somebody, domestic violence wears many tags. Peace and love. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.